nerds. Welcome to episode 390 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. Uh, this is Adam. I'm all by myself today uh, because we had some technical difficulties. Uh, we've had a, a month of these, unfortunately, but this will be the last time that we have uh, issues. So today's episode was supposed to be an interview I did with Aaron Morgenstern. And Jill and I did the intro and set everything up. And then I went and pulled the file and it was completely corrupted. Uh, the good news is the app that we used to use is no longer working and we have abandoned it. Uh, so no issues like this will come up in the future. But uh, the app was what I was using when I interviewed her uh, back in uh, in the summer. So this is the first time this has happened with a with anything I've, I've done. Um, but... You know, things happen, and that's okay. I contacted uh, the publisher, and the good news is we'll have Erin on uh, in the coming weeks or months. Now, the bad news is she's on book tour right now and doesn't have really a, even a free moment. So I uh, wasn't able to kind of scramble over the weekend to give her a call and do an interview. But I still want to talk about her book, The Starless Sea. Uh, I mentioned it in last week's episode of our November preview uh, because it is... I honestly think the best standalone book I've ever read. Um, it's certainly the best book I've read of the year and the best book I've read in multiple years, if not the best book uh, I've ever I've ever read, which is a weird thing to say because I'm one of those people who struggles to ever tell someone what my favorite food or movie or anything like that is. You know, I'm, I always panic and give you like 17 options. Uh, but for the past several months, anytime anyone asks me what my favorite book is, I, I've been telling them The Starless Sea by Aaron Morgenstern. And so... I want to talk about the book and what it has meant to me since reading it. Um, and then, like I said, we'll have Aaron on uh, down the road. So I'm going to get to why this book affected me so much in just a moment. I want to do a little bit of housekeeping first. Uh, if you want to connect with us, you can always go to professionalbooknerds.com. That's our website where you can subscribe to the podcast if you're just finding this episode randomly out in the wild. Uh, you can also find our Instagram and Twitter there, which is at ProBookNerds. And you're going to want to follow us on both Twitter and Instagram, especially this week. We're going to be giving away five signed copies of Aaron Morgenstern's The Starless Sea. So definitely follow us on the social medias. Uh, if you want any book recommendations or wanted to connect with us, you can always email us at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. Um, and if you have enjoyed the podcast for a while and you like getting book recommendations from us, if you wouldn't mind giving us a five-star rating and a, a quick review on iTunes or wherever you listen to us, whether it's on Spotify, uh, Stitcher, anywhere you're at, just a, a quick review. It, it helps people find us a lot more easily. So it's tedious, and I know every podcast asks you to do it, but it really does help us. So if you wouldn't mind, that would be wonderful. A little bit more housekeeping, uh, Big Library Read is kicking off today, which is Overdrive's Global Digital Book Club. Uh, and the way that this works is that if you go to your library's Overdrive website or into Libby, which is a reading app, you're going to see front and center, uh, I'm Not Dying With You Tonight by Geely Siegel and Kimberly Jones. If you've been listening to the podcast, at least for the past couple months, uh, you'll know that they were on the podcast talking about this book. I sat down with them and broke down why this book is so important. Um, there is an African-American young girl and a white young girl who kind of gets stuck in a race riot in Atlanta after a fight breaks out at a football game, and they have to figure out how to survive the night together. And it's written from both of their perspectives. So you get these two different uh, ways of communicating, these two different perspectives on, on the, the night. 
and they learn to sort of work together and it's just really interesting and uh, Geely is white and Kim is African-American so they wrote the book together and the way that they did it is just very unique and it's such a powerful story so I'm really excited that it's the big library read book uh, so you can also go to biglibraryread.com. There you'll find some other book recommendations, but you'll also find our discussion board and uh, potential questions for a discussion if you want to have it on your own. You'll also see some letters uh, from the authors. Uh, and I'm actually flying to Atlanta this week to do an event with Geely and Kim uh, at an Atlanta uh, local school. We're going to sit down with a bunch of kids and, and talk about the book and all sorts of great stuff. So it's really awesome. Even if you're not a young adult reader, I highly recommend reading this book. Um, it's just very, very powerful. Um, it reminds me a lot of um, This Is Where It Ends or The Hate You Give um, or anything that Jason Reynolds does. Just a really important uh, book that's a great conversation starter. So that's all biglibrary.com. Um, and then now I want to talk just a little bit about the Starless Sea and why I have been so touched by it. So uh, Aaron Morgenstern write, wrote The Night Circus, which you may uh, remember, and that came out about seven years ago. And she told me when we sat down that you know, this book took her about that long to write. And as you begin to read it, you, you realize why. It's because there's so many layers and it's so rich and so deep. So the main character of the book, his name is Zachary Ezra Rollins, and he's a graduate student in Vermont, and he's working on like game design, and he very much keeps it himself. He's a big reader, and he discovers this mysterious book that is sort of hidden in the library stacks. And as he's turning the pages, um, he's really enjoying these stories about um, these prisoners who, uh, one, one's a pirate, and um, all sorts of different things. There's these key collectors and these nameless acolytes. Uh, he comes across a story in the book that's about his own childhood. Uh, it's like shot for shot, a thing that happened to him, and he can't understand what's going on. So being uh, the type of person that he is, he researches and, and tries to find answers to this, and he uncovers a series of clues that begin with a B, a key, and a sword. And these are going to be very important throughout the whole book. Um, and this takes him to this masquerade party in New York. And then what happens from there is he discovers a secret club, and then he finds this magical doorway through, uh, that leads him to basically this uh, underground world. It's, it's a whole world below ours where stories are essential, and they come to life, and uh, it starts this whole journey of him trying to figure out who he is, why he's in this book, how he's connected to these people. And um, it's just it's written in such a way where Aaron keeps you guessing the whole time. Um, I am a type of person who, when I read a book that has something mythical or mysterious going on, I'm fascinated initially, and then as soon as the author reveals, you know, kind of the prestige, as the, the movie would say, when, when they reveal the prestige of what's going on, if they don't keep the suspense up or they don't keep the mysteries coming, I sort of lose focus, and I'll read the rest of the book, but I don't get that 
wonderment that I had at the initial onset of the book where it's like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. As soon as, as soon as you sort of show me the thing, it's like a magic trick. As soon as you learn what is going on behind the magic trick, you are no longer fascinated by it. The difference with this book is that Aaron manages every chapter, every single word, every sentence until the very end. She manages to keep you guessing and not having any idea where this story is going to go. So you meet all of these various characters and you get little snippets of their stories at a time. And then you also get stories from the book that Zachary was reading. And it's all folded in um, into the book in a way that you read some of it and it's it keeps you off balance until you see how it's all connected. And um, I joked, I think I said on, on our episode last week about the November books, you know, I, a lot of times I'll be blown away by a book, but I can see how an author could eventually figure out the story. Even something as sprawling as Harry Potter, I can see how J.K. Rowling would sit down and think of a boy going to a wizarding school and then figuring out, you know, fleshing out everything from there. I have no idea how Erin put this book together. I I can't imagine how she melded all these worlds and all these characters, and it was just a high-wire act that she flawlessly succeeded in creating. And so I, I think a lot about um, something regarding this podcast is people come up to us all the time when we're doing interviews, uh, live events and things, and they'll come up to us after and they'll say, oh my gosh, you have the, the best job in the world. And we do. We This is an amazing job. Um, but what people don't realize is the podcast is Jill and I's secondary job at Overdrive, first off. Um, this is not something we get paid to do or anything like that. This is basically a secondary aspect of our job at Overdrive. And what they don't see is the countless hours of reading books and stories that maybe we wouldn't have otherwise to prepare for podcast interviews or tracking down lists of books so that we can give you guys book recommendations every week. It can get pretty pretty stressful. And we'll, so what sometimes ends up happening is I'm reading all these books and I'm taking what is a thing in life that I love, which is reading, and turning it into a job. And that can sort of ruin the magic of a thing you enjoy. Um, but this book is the exception that gets me excited about everything that I do because I, well, I love the Night Circus. I might not have picked up the Starless Sea immediately if I didn't have this job. And because I have this job and I was prepping for an interview with her, I was fortunate enough to read this book early and it just remember, it reminded me why stories are magic and the whimsy and wonder that I get when I read a book that truly, truly kind of blows my mind and it got me excited after reading this to dive into all the other stories that I would read in the weeks after you know leading up to other interviews and things and it's just it's a book that I think is a once in a lifetime story that I don't know how she put it together and I even kind of said that to Aaron because when I interviewed her the first time um, I hadn't read the book yet Uh, it was one of those rare instances where the publisher wasn't able to get me a advanced reader copy 
And so I said, oh, that's okay. You know, we can, I can do as much research as I can and we'll figure it out. It'll be great. And so when I met Erin, she said she didn't really want to talk about the plot. And the reason being is there's just so much of it. It's hard to describe in a podcast. And seeing as how I hadn't had a chance to read it yet, I said, okay, no worries. So we talked about the Night Circus a lot and magic and carnivals and all this stuff in a podcast that will now never be heard. Um, but after I did read the book, I sent her a message on Twitter and connected with her and, and, and told her, I, I have no idea how you put this story together. So it reminded me that stories have power and symbols have power um, and they can affect you in ways that you might not expect. And so um, it's just, it it leaves you wondering Anytime after you read this book, anytime you see a door, you'll wonder where it goes. Or anytime you see a key that looks old and ancient, you'll wonder about the gateway that it opens and where does it go? And, um, you know, does magic like this exist out in the world? And so, yeah, it's it's just a powerful story. And I hope that on Erin's book tour, if you have a chance to see her, you go out and and attend one of her events and hear her talk because she is just a very, very once-in-a-lifetime type of a person. She's so unique, and she sees the world in a way that very few people do. Um, and this this book is, is really a uh, reflection of that. So that's kind of all I wanted to say about that. I, I wish that I had the, the episode of the interview with, with her, but... We'll get that later in the year or perhaps early next year when she's done with her book tour. Um, fortunately, when I reached out to the publisher, they totally understood. So it's also the first time this ever happened with one of our files, so it, it wasn't an issue. So, um, But yeah, I just wanted to spend a few minutes this morning. Didn't want to not have an episode for you. So The Starless Sea comes out on Tuesday, November 5th. So if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, uh, that means it comes out tomorrow. So uh, go place a hold on it on your library uh, go purchase it at you know your local bookstore or IndieBound or amazon or you know barnes and noble wherever, wherever you get your books um uh, recommend it to your library if you don't see it i my hope and goal is that everyone i i, I come across and encounter whether it's in person or digitally or otherwise has a chance to discover this book because it is stunning so um that's everything i've got today really short episode for you we'll be back on thursday with some book recommendations but i hope you enjoyed this truncated uh brief chat about aaron morgenstern's the starless sea on the professional book nerds podcast readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from overdrive.com and our library friends can purchase these titles in marketplace professional book nerds is proud to be an evergreen podcast signature program to learn about other evergreen podcasts visit evergreenpodcasts.com our podcast is produced recorded and edited by adam sokol and jill grunewald and presented by rakuten overdrive for more information visit professionalbooknerds.com I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to. 
but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it. Because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts.